do you believe you qualify? Summers, um, welcome to Unveil Your Cloud. How you doing today? Fine, fine, doing fine. all right. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind, um, you're coming for mayor. Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask you a few questions that I thought would be appropriate. Okay. So um, let's just start with this. Um, what motivated you to run for mayor in the first place? Well, as as you mentioned, uh, I've been I was the chief of police here in the city of New Bern. I was here for almost ten years. And I made an announcement um, back in 2020, I believe it was, that I was planning on retiring. And at that time, uh, a citizen outcry of, hey, don't retire, we need you here. Uh, you know, it was during the crisis period when people were talking about police accountability and everything. And I think they were afraid of having change and they felt secure with having uh, a steady leadership. Uh, so uh, they wanted me to stay on and I decided that I would stay on a little bit and I stayed on probably almost a year after I had made my decision. So I retired in April of 21. After retirement, uh, I kept getting uh, community members come to me and say, man, we still need you to, we, we need you in our government. We need you to do something. They started suggesting that, would, would you consider running for alderman? Would you consider running for mayor? And I said, no, no, I'm, I don't have no desire to do that. Yes, and uh, I, uh, uh, took numerous vacations because I had been working for 44 years. Me and my wife never really got a chance to take good vacations. So we took two, three weeks at a time vacations. And every time I come back, man, we really need you. We really miss you. We want you to take a part. And then finally I said, you know, okay, if if I have that support and people are going to assist me in, in, in taking this endeavor, then I'll, I'll go ahead and run for mayor. But before I reached that decision, you know, I, I, I kept asking God, I said, well, what is it, what is it that you have for me to do now that I'm, I'm done? And I just felt this strong calling, this strong tug toward, you're not finished with public service yet. You're not finished with public service yet. And I said, well, I don't know what, you're, what, what really more I can do. 44 years, what more can I do? So I said, well, if, if this is God's plan for me, I'm going to make myself available. So... I made myself available and then everything just seemed to just fall in line. So right now I'm, I'm believing that this is his plan for me. And if it's his plan, either I'm going to be elected mayor or I'm going to make a significant impact from running for mayor. Okay. It's amazing how God calls yes. us to serve. Correct? Yes. 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 So you brought up being chief of police. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, around 10 years. Yes, about 10 years. About 10 years. Mm -hmm. So in hindsight, what do you believe you would have done differently during your tenure okay. as chief of police? And how would those, let's say, lessons learned help you today to become mayor? Okay. It, the If you look on the side of a police car, when I got here, I, we, we changed the design of the police car. And on the side of the police car, it said, in partnership with the community. So I strived to make sure that our officers 
were part of the communities in every way possible, getting volunteers to come into the station to work so they can get to know us, get officers out in the community, get officers out in the school. Um, even though I tried, I could have done better. I, I, I'm proud of the fact that I was able to reach the faith-based community. We did a lot of great things with the faith-based community, did a lot of things with the landlords. We had a, a youth program, but I still think I could have done better, in particular, especially with the youth. You know, we had youth summer basketball one time, and it, that was a big success, but I couldn't do it but one summer because I didn't have the funds. Every year we had an essay writing contest at the elementary schools, and the kids would just, just in, enjoyed it. But it's so important, I think, in hindsight, for law enforcement to make that impact with our youth because they're going to be our policemen of tomorrow. And unfortunately, police have got some bad press, and it's only because people don't really get to know them because a police officer, a policewoman, is just like you and I. We all put our pants on the same way. We all eat the same way. There, there's no difference, and it's just making that, that connection so that you can build, making that relationship so you can build that trust. So if I had to do it again, I would focus more on maybe our youth, especially our young adults, because if you look at our police agency now, it's not as diverse as I, I would like to be with women and minorities, but you gotta make those inroads early so someone can decide, you know, that's what I wanna do. And if you don't do it early, then it's a struggle once a person gets graduated from college or graduates from high school and has a career path. It's hard for them to change. So, sorry, this is a follow-up that mm -hmm. no, no I problem. Didn't... No problem. How do we make that appeal to the to the minority, to, to our, our females and our minority races to be able to want to serve our city? Well, you, you got to, you know, being a minority myself, I try to think back on, well, what got me involved in it? And what got me involved in it was I observed two officers come to teach in my school when I was in, I think I was in 11th grade. And just the way they conducted themselves, they didn't really say anything that really sparked me, but the way they conducted themselves, I said, you know, that's what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. and, and then you have to make them feel like they're wanted. It, 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 policing has, has, has not always made minorities feel like they want it. So you have to really work hard to make sure that you're, you're doing things to show minorities that they're welcome and that they too can be a part of, of your system. You have to show other minorities being successful and, 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 and what, so they can visualize what, what they can do. But, and breaking that, you probably had the same experience I've had as far as my mom and my dad when we're riding down the road and the police officer get behind, you may not because I'm a little older than you, but the police officer would get behind us and my mom and dad riding around, son, don't turn around, don't turn around, don't turn around. No, no, face forward. Yeah, face yeah, forward. yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, because of the absolute fear that they have of law enforcement. So somehow we have to, have to start it with the adults, the lessen the fear, and then get the young adults to know. And, and I, think, I, I firmly believe if you start in the elementary school, that's the best place to get. Once they know you and they come up and hug you and they can tell stories about what things you've done, that sticks in their mind and it goes on. Mm -hmm. But we haven't been as successful as we could have been. So um, <clears throat> I used to work for Coca-Cola mm -hmm. and my boss used to always tell me, I was a delivery driver there, mm -hmm. he used to always say, 
Mr. Chadwick, every time you go in there, you got to understand that these people probably had one bad visit from a vendor. You have to be 11 good visits just to get over that one bad mm. visit. So I, I think from what I took from that, you want to create them 11 good visits right. for that one bad right. visit right. or that one bad experience that we've went through. Right, right. Because you, yeah. you, you, you're right. They, they hold on to that impression that they had. So most of the time, that bad experience is what they remember more than anything. Yes, sir. And then when they get to know you, then they go, hey, well, you know, you're not as bad as, as I thought, that type of of uh, 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 talk will start to come, but you're right. It's it's hard to change that that mindset. But again, the reason I got involved in in law enforcement was because I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make a change. And then when I got in law enforcement, because I was really a minority, I was I think I was probably the only. I think it was maybe three minorities, three blacks, two males, and one female in our whole agency, and we weren't treated as well as we probably could have. Mm. But I was determined that they weren't gonna run me away. And I was determined that one day I'm gonna be in a position where I can make a difference. And again, I think that's where the Lord used me. Cause I could have, I'll give you a story. When I first got there, um, and, and I won't name the department, but it wasn't here in North Carolina, so I want everybody to know. Um, uh, my sergeant, uh, we had probably about 50 cars out in the pile and everybody was going out to hit the street. My sergeant threw me a paper towel, a roll of paper towels and windows. I said, go out and wash all the windows in the car. I said, do what? He said, go out and wash every window in the car. I said, well, nobody else is, go wash all the windows in the car. I grabbed the daggone paper towel, went out there and washed it. They was not gonna run me away from there. And it wasn't long before I was that sergeant's lieutenant. Hmm. So, you know, sometimes you have to go to some, I'll call it persecutions or some things that are not as favorable as you like to get where you, but don't lose your manhood. Don't bend though, be strong and know, you can recognize when something is wrong and you can speak up about something being wrong, but don't let someone make the decision for you saying you can't do something. That would be my advice to anyone. Okay. So you, you brought up interaction, basically. Mm -hmm. You brought up interaction with the youth. It goes to, um, I believe, your mantra. I call it SIG, mm -hmm. Community Involvement Government. Mm -hmm. I loved that about you. Mm -hmm. I loved hearing that about you. Mm -hmm. But what exactly does that mean to you for us? Community Involved Government means just that, getting everybody involved in the government. So, so many times we elect our public officials and then we say, okay, we elected you, you handle it. And then the only time that the community really gets involved is when there's a hot button issue, such as a Stanley White or such as a Union Point Park. Mm -hmm. That's the only time everybody gets all up in arms and they want to get involved. But community involved government to me means constant involvement of the community. It means carrying the government outside of the city walls, feeding information to our public through social media, I'm more prone with, uh, I prefer face-to-face -face type things, going to civic meetings, going to churches, going to uh, homeowners association, things like that to just make sure that our community is involved. It's, it's a responsibility of the government, but it's also a responsibility of the individual. You just can't say, okay, well, it's, it's, it's your job to do this. No, I want your opinion and you gotta get involved. You can get involved by volunteering, you get involved by, um, you know, just coming to the meetings, get involved. And you don't even have to come to meetings. You can watch it on social media, Facebook, 
to YouTube, mm -hmm. so many avenues. But get involved and let your, uh, let your opinion be known so that you feel like you're a part. And get to know your officials so that you can trust them. Okay. I've heard you speak about a basic standard of living. Mm -hmm. Does that apply to city services? Yeah, let me give you my concept of what this basic standard of living is. I believe, you know, the the uh, board is made up of the mayor and six aldermen. And the alderman has an allegiance to their particular ward. So a lot of times the reason things get stymied, the way, reason things don't get done in the city is because everybody's so focused on their ward to get the best services that they can for their ward and not looking at it from a a city standpoint where we all can benefit. And what I would like to try to do is establish a minimum standard of quality of life for everybody. Get all the board members together and let's decide, okay, what do we expect our community, each community in our city to have in terms of uh, recreation, in terms of streets, in terms of stormwater management, in terms of uh, just a multitude, sidewalks, bike paths and things of that nature. And for example, should every community be within two miles of a community center or five miles of a community center. Let's set those standards. You do that for the fire department. The fire department, for their response, they have to be so many, so many minutes away from every point in the city in order to get their fire rating. Well, isn't it important for a community to have those same standards as far as recreation so kids can walk to the gym or walk to this place? Mm -hmm. So set that standard. That puts everybody, everybody, I'm talking about the board and the mayor, on one level. We all agree that this is our minimum standard of level. Now let's look across the city and see who is below that. Let's bring them up to that before we go haywire building on top of, of that standard. Let's get everybody to the same level and then let's move forward. So yes, that's in city services, that's in across the board. Okay. Communication between the city government and the citizens of New Bern is not at the level that it should be. We kind of just brought this up. Yeah. <clears throat> how, how do we address that issue? How, how would you address that issue? Uh, again, I, I think uh, getting our government outside of those, uh, outside of the walls of City Hall and by using our, our social media tools, uh, by bringing the government to the people. I'm happy to see our new city manager seems to be a little more active in going out talking to neighborhood groups, yes. that's very important. Um, and I, I, as mayor, would join them some of the, some of the time to make sure. Uh, I thought of another good idea would maybe have each alderman every meeting invite two different people from their ward that maybe they don't know. I mean, go knock on somebody, you knock on somebody's door when you're running for office. Why can't you knock on somebody's door when, you, when you're in office? Go knock on somebody's door and say, hey, I'm your alderman. I would like to know, would you like to be my guest at the alderman meeting tonight? Wouldn't that make an impact on you? Wow. Makes a very big difference to me. Yeah, wow. It lets you me know you care. Yeah, yeah. So do that. Bring them to the to Alderman meeting. And who, who knows? They might want to continue to come or at least follow it on the, on the internet or when they may decide this is too boring. <laughs> I don't want to look at it at all. But just uh, disguise the limit in terms of how maybe you can bring the government to our people. But again, the people have to be willing to get involved also. Okay. Let's talk demographics here. <clears throat> the younger generations may have been raised here, but they do not necessarily stay here anymore. How can we reverse that trend? Mm. How do we keep people like myself 
here because I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm 27 years old and I was raised here, but staying here is something that I never appealed to. Mm -hmm. How do we keep people my age here to raise our kids in the younger generation? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we got to create opportunities for our younger uh, folks. Uh, what I hear often is, well, our young folks, they need nightlife. So you're seeing all these bars growing, bars everywhere mm -hmm. where, where youngsters can go downtown and drink and do, have the social life. But to me, it's more than just that. You've got to create opportunities in terms of jobs. You've got to create opportunities in terms of recreation because a lot of young folks now are really big into recreation, fit, fitness and physical stuff like that, uh, physical fitness. Uh, got to create those opportunities, uh, maybe have mentoring programs, especially to get them in our government, mentoring programs or, 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 or some type of program where you can get them to come and mirror uh, the, the public works guy or the police officer or whoever in that government. So they can say, oh, you know, I might not, I might not mind doing that particular job. Uh, but just trying to, 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 to connect with them before they go off and then they see all these things that are available, but make some, make some of those things available right here at home so they want to come back. Okay. Okay. Um, this will be the last one. Okay. It's the last question, I believe, until next time. Uh -huh. Day one on the job, what's the first thing you're going to do? First, I want to thank God. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank God for giving me the opportunity and pray to God that I have a, a, a attitude of humbleness and an attitude of service. Uh, and uh, get, uh, once I get that out the way, obviously meet with, with the other board of aldermen and kind of say, hey, I was elected and here were some of my ideas of why I think people thought that I would be a good mayor. And hopefully I have enough votes that They'll go, oh, wow, he got a lot of these votes that are a lot of people behind him. Maybe we ought to kind of listen to what he has to say. Um, and then start implementing some of the things that, that I told you about. And this is an expanded day one, obviously, because you can't do that all at once. Mm -hmm. uh, but starting some of the ideas that we talked about today, looking at our city, talking to our city manager, and, and asking him if he wouldn't mind just looking at our city services and doing a SWOT analysis, a, a strength, weakness, opportunity, and threats analysis. So as we develop our strategic plan, we can address those issues and also use that strategic plan uh, for the city to support our minimum, minimum quality of life standards and build our budget around that. So we all have a clear direction the way that the city is going. Once we decide we got a clear direction of where, the way the city is going after getting input again from everybody, including our citizens, then we need to make sure we communicate that out so everybody knows. That's kind of a long day. It's more oh, than no, a, more it's than be a, a long day. More than a twenty-four hour day. So, but those are some of the things that I, I would like to try to do. But as, as you know, when you, your very first day is more of a get to know, get to know session. Community involved. Yes. Yes. Community involved. Yes. Yes. I, I still love that. I love that very much. Um, I have an honorable mention. Okay. And this is um, on my platform. Of course, it's unveil your cloud. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask a personal question, okay. a gut check question. Okay. To be the mayor. I certainly do. I think 44 years of working internally in the government, mm -hmm. 
Uh, of that 44 years, I was at least 23 years in what they would call the executive management team. The executive management team consists of department heads and the city manager where you meet weekly to discuss, and, to discuss the direction of the city. So I've been involved in that. And then more years than I care to talk about with my butt being sore sitting in city, city alderman meetings, I, I believe I have what no other candidate has and that I am very familiar with the workings of the government from the inside, very aware of how the management team works of the city and the frustrations that, that the management teams face uh, in, in trying to get things accomplished. And also, I'm just like an average citizen, I can see how the government works from the outside. Uh, so I think all those things make me more than qualified. And I'm just, I just, I just want to, I think, I've, I've been groomed for this, in other words, and I just want to give back. The city has invested a lot in me, and I just want to try to give back to my city. Okay. And when do we go vote? We vote. The early vote starts April the 28th, and there's 10 days of early, early voting, and I encourage everyone to get out and vote early. Yes. The actual voting day is on May 17th. Now, during the early voting period is Monday through Saturday. They don't have Sundays this time. They usually have Sundays. They didn't include Sundays this time, and Saturdays, I think, is only a half a day. So it's important, again, to get out and vote early. I was going to say early and often, but not So you can't do that, but go and, and make your voice known. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Respect. Thank you so much Thank for you your so time. Much. I make appreciate sure y'all go out and vote. Yes. Chief Tucson Summers, Mayor of 2022. Y'all have a blessed one. Thank you. I Thank really you appreciate so that. You did an excellent job. Thank you so much. I wouldn't be able to do what I love if it wasn't for you listening or watching. So if you like what I'm doing here, there's more right here. And if you love what I'm doing, you can subscribe right here and never miss a cloud. Don't forget, you can't heal what you don't unveil. Thank you.